are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candice D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got UNC versus Kentucky. I know I lied to you guys and I said we were playing Ohio State. I knew we were playing Kentucky this entire time. However, I'm going through some things. <laughs> the drugs didn't kick in quite like they were supposed to, and that's fine. But actually, let's probably not talk about drugs today. That's a sore subject for a lot of people over there in Chapel Hill. But I've got UNC versus Kentucky to talk with you guys today. Got to talk about women's team. Man, did they pick up a big win versus Syracuse, taking down a ranked opponent in a conference game is always a great time. Finally, I've got to give you an update on UNC fraternities and what I you know, attribute to being power. If you guys have ever seen the power to the, Bo- the book of ghosts show, it is pretty much similar <laughs> to what's going on in Chapel Hill. So let's talk about that today. All right. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you are having a great start to your weekend. If you've got your cords light in hand, maybe you started with the built bar. Maybe you've got some built go as you started the morning and then you've moved your way to enjoy the weekend. Totally fine. However, you did it. No judgment here. It's made to chill, right? Just celebrate responsibly. Now, North Carolina will face Kentucky at 2 p.m. tomorrow, followed by UCLA and Ohio State at approximately 4.15. Both games going to be a part of the CBS Sports Classic. Now, according to CBS Sports Classic page, the revised schedule was created to more closely align COVID-19 testing protocols between the competing programs in their respective conferences. Whatever that means, right? Because I'm, are we not all on the same COVID protocols? I don't even know. You know, they're making up a lot of things these days, and we're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> we're just gonna go with it. North Carolina is four and two in the CBS Sports Classic. Kentucky and Ohio State are three and three, while UCLA is two and four. Now, the set of matchups we had saw big time performance when Kentucky defeated UNC eighty to seventy two. And Ohio State knocked off UCLA. That was two years ago. So we're back better than ever. And that's exactly what Carolina is trying to do. Pick up a nice win. They will meet for the third time against the Wildcats in the CBS Sports Classic. With the Wildcats having a 2-0 and advantage in the series. Now, Kentucky's non-conference schedule remains among the most difficult in the country with the addition of the Tar Heels. So it's certainly been quite a different year for them. This will mark the second AP ranked opponent UK has faced this season. They're one and four on the year, 0 and two at a neutral site, and they are on a four game losing streak. The big loss when they started on that roll was from Richmond, and then it was Kansas, Georgia Tech, and Notre Dame. Kansas and Notre Dame games were pretty close, losing by less than three points. However, the Richmond-Georgia Tech games were significantly different and it had to be, a, for what I consider, a gut check for Coach Cal and his guys. He was I was listening to his press conference and he was mentioning how young and inexperienced his guys are, but they were committing to play teams like Carolina, who are honestly going through some same you know, young team woes, right? One thing that stuck out to me, though, about his press conference was the fact that he felt like the cohesiveness, cohesiveness, say that three times fast, was off. Ten players who aren't close, who don't know each other, 
who are only together for practicing games. And we all know when you live that basketball lifestyle, when you live that athlete lifestyle, your teammates become your family, right? So it's pretty much you and them all the times. And unfortunately with COVID, you don't get much else. So maybe they're frustrated because of everything going on. They don't get to have any sort of escapism and come back and regroup. Who knows? But it certainly has been evident in how they have played and turning the ball over. It's going to be interesting to see if it just becomes a turnover fest on Saturday or if guys are really trying to take their games to the next level and they're trying to prove themselves, you know, that they are on the right track. So this is a prove-it game for both sides of the ball, if you ask me. Now, for UNC, the last game, this is their last game before ACC play. It's another opportunity to go up against a storied program and deliver. CC, you know, Stanford, right? We have had some great opportunities when we could have had that Texas game go a different way. We struggled against Iowa, but now we got to get back on track, right? You beat Central. Barely, but you beat them, right? So we're going to try and get things done come Saturday at 2. Three things we would like to see from Carolina. Fast start. UNC has played from behind all season, and this may be the game where if they start fast, they can put it away early. Kentucky also struggles to get their game going. They both struggle from three, so heaven forbid it ain't going to be a shootout like it was for Texas. But then again, you say that, and then it starts raining, right? So that's usually how it goes for the Tar Heels. Number two. You know, we have to go to our bigs. Feed them all freaking night. That's all I ask for. You know, take advantage of the size advantage. Baycott, Brooks, Kessler when he comes in, uh, Sharp when he gets an opportunity to get in the ball game too. I feel like you just have to feed our bigs all night. There's so many opportunities where you see flashes from Kayla Love and RJ Davis feeding them. We got to keep doing that as much as possible. Number three. Final thing where we see over and over, I hope I don't say it again, don't make careless turnovers. Turnovers are going to happen in a game. We're still learning our way. Fine. Don't make them careless, right? Don't just run and think you got, you know, your game plan in your mind, but you don't know how to create no damn offense. Don't do that. Try to execute some plays, right? Try and get something going for your bigs. Try and just, you know, if you want to shoot the, kick it out to Andrew Playtech, do that too. I'm totally fine with him finding a three this game. That's just what we're going to need in order to be successful. But quiet as it kept, quiet as it's kept, Carolina, if Carolina doesn't start out hot today, I hope this is the last time we see this lineup. Like, no no tea, no shade. It might be time for some rotation if we can't come out hot. That's, all, that's it, and that's all. You, take, you infer from that what you will, but I just hope that we can start out a little bit hotter or else we might need to do some shakeups. You know? I mean, it's still early to shake things up. Cool. <laughs> so that's that on that. Make sure you guys tune in 2 p.m. CBS Sports Classic. It should be a good time. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see these guys step up yet again. And unfortunately, it's up to a not so good Kentucky team, but that could change, right? They are Kentucky for a reason. They have Coach Cal for a reason. They have a Hall of Fame coach. You know, they're, they're not going to go down quietly. He was mentioning how everyone has had to change their game plan at last minute. We all thought we were going to play Ohio State. Like I mentioned, they thought they were going to play UCLA, and everything's just, you know, hunky-dory, right? And then you get something just shaken up in the mix, and you got to just try and rebound and keep keep it pushing. So, It'll be a great time because I think that Carolina has the advantage. I think they can out-rebound these guys and really get some second-chance points. But will Carolina execute? they got to get out of their own way. So there's that. But I will tell you a team that is slowly getting out of its own way. And I do think that if Carolina men's team wants to figure out how to play cohesively, spread the floor, and get some threes going down, they should 
take trips over to Carmichael and watch these women because they took down number 18 Syracuse and it was quite the performance. Let's talk about that next on Locked on Tar Heels. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I mean, same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing, Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Make sure you guys come back on Monday as we recap the Carolina UNC versus Kentucky game. It's going to be a good time. We're going to talk about whether our three things that we asked the Carolinas to do, did they get them done, all that good stuff. So you have to come back and see because, hey, we have fun here on Locked on Tar Heels. It's nothing but a good time as always. Now, I mentioned if the guys want to get things done, they might want to take a trip to Carmichael Arena because the women are not playing games this season. The North Carolina women's basketball team really hammered home the fact that they are trying to be better when it comes to conference performance. Bouncing back after that Miami loss, they came and they dominated against number 18 Syracuse at home. The Tar Heels earned their first Atlantic Coast Conference win of the season and in their ACC home opener to improve to 6-2 overall and 1-2 in league play. Now, it was led by senior center Janelle Bailey, who had a season-high 25 points and added eight rebounds, while Deja Kelly had a career-high 22 points and handed out eight assists. Graduate student guard Petra Holinska, she was dynamite off the bench, came for 21 points, and she was shooting threes like it was her job, followed by freshman guard Alyssa Utsby, who also was giving us lightning from behind the arc, chipped in 10 points for the game. Now, Carolina was feeling like, listen, we're going to come off this Wake Forest loss. Cool. We're going to come off this Miami loss. This is not who we are. It's not reflective. We just had to chip away. Coach Courtney Banghart tweeted the fact that it's all about growth, right? It's all about progression and trying to get better. And that's certainly what these women did on yesterday. We are appreciative of anybody who can just acknowledge the fact that, hey, the team just got to trust the process. And that's exactly what these ladies did, shooting from 33% from three, making 77% of their free throws, out-rebounding Syracuse. It was just all Carolina from start to finish in the first quarter, holding Syracuse to nine points, allowing them to get back in the game with 23 in the second. Going into halftime, Carolina still had a commanding lead. And then when they came out of that half, it was still all Carolina, only allowing for Syracuse to put up, what is it, a whopping 36 points in the second half. So Carolina stayed consistent, averaged almost 22 points for each quarter. And again, Another dominant performance from the Tar Heels. UNC is back in action on Sunday, hoping to get a revenge game against Wake Forest at 1 p.m. Second meeting for them as they took on the heels, just scraping by 57-54 back on December 10th. So Carolina is now starting to move the ball well. You can see it in their games, starting to trust each other better. And again, those threes were critical. So if Alec, um, if Playtech is watching this game, 
if Leaky Black, if you're watching, I hope you guys got some film in to see how these girls were moving the ball, creating offense, and just taking it to the rack every now and again. And hey, kicking it out and scoring those threes, right? So as much as people try and uh, poo on women's games, I'm just saying it seemed fundamentally sound to me. <laughs> Period, poo. Okay. So there's that on that. Now we have got to figure out just what is going on on campus. So while you were sleeping, <laughs> everything seems to be going well from an athletic standpoint. But overall, I don't know. It seems to be a little bit hazy. <laughs> we have got some updates on Carolina's, I don't even know what you want to call it, little fake kingpins, little drug lords, little doing their little thing on the side and it just about caught up to you. But if you've been living long enough and you've been around college long enough, you know that it came as no surprise that fraternity culture is something that we have seen from time and time again. And it just, mm, I can't even imagine what went down in Orange County the other, I don't even know how they pulled this off in a pandemic or allowed it to continue during a pandemic like things I guess it just didn't go down you know didn't take a slow with everything going on but I guess not let's talk about the fact that UNC Chapel Hill fraternities are trafficking or help traffic I should say allegedly too let me let me go ahead and put that alleged word because you know how they like to do that allegedly help traffic at least 1.5 million dollars worth of marijuana cocaine and narcotics BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do. BuiltGo is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. BuiltGo comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my personal favorite, chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go gives me the kick to keep me going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on my stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Betting on your favorite team doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. All right, so we've got some UNC kingpins to talk about. Now, when it comes to Carolina's fraternities, apparently three of them helped traffic more than $1.5 million in illegal drugs, including marijuana, cocaine, and narcotics. A multi-year investigation from the U.S. Department of Justice came out yesterday and said, so this is a big boy stuff. Like, we're not talking, you know, Roy Cooper and the State De uh, Department of Justice. No, no, no. This is the U.S. Department of Justice. 21 people faced criminal charges for selling over 1,000 pounds of marijuana a few hundred kilograms of cocaine and other narcotics to students. I'm assuming that's like Molly, Perks, all that other stuff. To students at UNC. Three fraternities, Beta, Theta, Pi, Phi, Gamma, Delta, and Kappa Sigma are alleged to have been the sites of illegal drug activity and some members are facing criminal charges. Total revenue is not available yet, but it exceeds over $1.5 million, which is wild. <laughs> 
So during 2020, apparently five people have been charged with conspiracy to distribute cocaine and conspiracy to distribute marijuana. Eight were charged solely with conspiracy to distribute cocaine and seven were charged with various other drug-related offenses. So, you know, when one goes down, it usually is a trickle effect and nobody wants to get hard, hard time. A couple have been sentenced, though, getting up to five years in prison or six years in prison and five years probation. Cool, cool, cool. One of the defendants was Phi Gamma Delta. One defendant was Beta Theta Pi. And two defendants were Kappa Sigma at UNC. Oh, my goodness. They caught them via iCloud messages, group threads, and photographs obtained during the investigation. Other people that were involved, including people or fraternity members from Appalachian State and a student from Duke University. So to think that it only happens at Carolina, mm, yeah, let's not, before you go ahead and be like, oh, Carolina's the only one. Okay, don't get your feelings hurt or your face play because there's more to come, I'm sure. Now, the first person charged pleaded guilty back in November, and seven people have also been pled guilty but won't be sentenced until next year. There's a lot going on. Poor poor Chancellor Kevin Gushkowitz, man. I'm telling you what, you finally get the opportunity to be a chancellor. You're thinking everything's going to be good. You got all the scandal from sports behind you. Bubba has, you know, assured you that there ain't going to be no more shoe selling. There's not going to be any more parties on boats. No more, you know, Louis Vuitton backpacks, all that stuff, right? And then here you go. Your whole fraternity road about to be sunken ships because they just don't know how to have a good time without there being a little extra stuff involved, right? It's just crazy. It's crazy how all this is coming out in the pandemic because, again, either y'all are bored with nothing to do <laughs> and y'all are going to level five or you're just, yeah, it's just been a long time coming, which it seems to me has been a long time coming. Have you guys ever seen the Power episode? Or, you know, Power was the original show, and now they've had an off, what is it called? A, God, I'm having a brain. Yet yeah, one of those, one of the, it's not a sequel or a prequel, but it's basically a, I don't, God, why am I having a brain? That's going to make me upset. You know what I'm talking about, though. There's another show that's talking about Power, and it's an offshoot. I'm going to call it an offshoot because that's what I feel like in my spirit right now. Offshoot of power. His son, Tariq, is at college. And he is trying to, you know, be in the dope game himself, be a young ghost. If you watch the show, you understand the reference, right? And so he has decided to sell his drugs via a tutoring service. So you get a folder full of the drugs. And it's not really actually a tutoring service, whatever, whatever. And, you know, I will say that's kind of like Carolina because we all know we got some tutoring issues <laughs> when we were back in 2012. But that's a whole nother story for another day. So he's selling the drugs. He's making it seem plausible. And, of course, it's selling like hotcakes because it does sell like hotcakes around fraternities and sororities and college campuses because that's just what's done. You know, for some people, that's how they enjoy their time. And, you know, whatever, no tea, no judgment, but I guess, right? Now, little unbeknownst to you, you got the Department of Justice on your tail. Like, who would have thought, right, in a pandemic, of all things that happened to Carolina, that this would be one of them? But are you surprised? No, I'm surely not. I remember when I was in school and... This was kind of a thing, right? This was this is not the first time we've ever heard of Carolina having issues with drugs and alcohol and or underage drinking or whatever. You know, it happens everywhere. And unfortunately, Carolina, for whatever I don't think people at Carolina understand, maybe students don't get, like the prominence of where you attend is gonna make everything go up to a heightened level. So because you go to a Carolina, doing something like under the table is not going to be under the table. 
So for whatever reason, you think you can get away with it because it's high flying and you're just like, oh, I'm above reproach. That's not how this works. Like, that's just that's just not how it goes. And that's unfortunate for these young men and maybe women who are involved in the situation. Hopefully they'll plea out or, you know, whatever happens to them. I'm sure they've got high powered attorneys and whatever that makes all this stuff go away. As we've seen on TV shows, that's usually how it goes to me in real life for certain groups. But hey, you know. I'm just going to live my life, mind my business, mind my own little red wagon over here. But figured you guys should know this. I'm so glad, though, that it's not dealing with athletes. <laughs> I mean, scandal's cool, right? We got the scandal to start the pandemic when we tried to get people to come back to school, which was crazy and reckless. We literally shut down within a week. Now we're trying to end the year with some, you know, king, fake kingpins, right? So Caroline just can't stay clean for too long. <laughs> That just seems to be, I don't know, for whatever reason, we just can't ride the tide of enjoying, like, being under wraps. Like, can we just enjoy our great football team? Can we enjoy the fact that our basketball team is trying to get back on the men? We have a great women's team, right? We have a great field hockey program, an excellent soccer, women's soccer program. Can we just enjoy those things? No, 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 no. We can't, you know, I'm sure there's somebody in the, you know, science labs probably trying to cure cancer and develop vaccines, all that. Good. We can't enjoy that. Right. No, we have to sit here and be little fake uh, Tony Montana's out. mud. So, yeah, you know, whatever. I just <sighs> you just sigh. You just sigh. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to pay your price. I guess so. That's exactly what they chose to do. And that's exactly why they are in the situation that they're in. So don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs, people. It's not. It's really, really not worth it. Nine times out of nine, you are going to get caught. Okay, cool. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. I am super, you know, in the house for the next 14 days and I'm just trying to make light of what has been a very hard week and a half for me but I hope that you guys are having an excellent start to your Friday stay safe get those course lights in you man make sure sure you celebrate responsibly always keep up the social distancing wearing your mask and staying safe and as always you know what it is go heels you are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.